chronic health, FEHB drain, and mortgage payoff, all on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Well, welcome everyone. Hello, Cassie. Hello, Kevin. How are you today? I'm happy because we get to answer a whole bunch of great questions that, boy, these questions come up all the time. Or these issues, I'll say, especially with this first one, it's more of an issue than it is a question. So let's jump in. Okay. Best time to retire for an employee with chronic health issues at 62 or stretch as far as possible toward full Social Security at 67. Hmm. So the reason I chose this question is more i we're not going to really answer this because obviously it depends and Mm -hmm. there's no way to know there's just no way to say well i lie there's no way for you and i right now to answer this and say this is what the answer is now again you know a, a, a financial professional in our trusted network would be able to dive in and say okay here here's everything and then do it and that's fine but this is not a general question. This is very, very specific. And a lot of people don't think about chronic health yeah. issues. Well, not only that, but um, I would say it depends on a lot of other factors too, right? Like how many years of service do they have as a federal mm-hmm. employee? What is their pension going to look like? What is their financial situation right. going to Are look they... like? Do they have to work? Yep. Are they married? Are they not? Um, Exactly. Can they take, um, like, do they qualify for some living benefits in Fegley or something like that where um, they, or other policies, for instance, Mm -hmm. that they may have other IRAs or, or life insurance policies or things like that. Like what is these chronic health issues? What are the chronic health issues and what do they qualify for as far as, you know, money coming in to where you can spend time with your family or what have you? Because who knows, maybe if you're at, you know, 57 and you got 30 years of service, then you want to fully retire earlier than 62 and take that special retirement supplement benefit, you know, uh, because you have other sources of income coming in and you guys can make it financially and you want to spend that time with your spouse or, or loved ones, you know, family members or, or friends. Yep. Right. So I really think this is a case by case scenario and it depends on, uh, you know, not just whether or not you have a chronic health issue, but then, you know, the income part of it and what is the insurance part? Like, what are your, you know, whatever your health condition is, who's paying for that? Are you eligible to continue FEHB yeah. and and have that as a as a resource? So many questions. Are you going to get into Medicare at sixty five? Like, are you going to last that long? And I don't mean that to be rude, but that's just. <laughs> but it's we're talking true. about chronic health issues, like. Right. Um. Yep. How chronic? How how terminal? Right. Is this. So- this issue people don't i mean especially those who are younger 
don't think that there's going to be an issue. And so they march yeah. along, march along, march along until all of a sudden something happens. They're like, what the heck? Now I have to plan for this. It is so much easier to be able to kind of create a comprehensive plan and then change rather than go into panic mode and go from, you know, I'm fine to, oh no, now I have to plan for something completely. Well, I mean, now I don't know what to do because I've set myself up in a situation where now that I have a chronic issue, I, 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 I was about to stay dead in the water, but that's, but that's almost true too, right? And <laughs> so yes, yesterday, last, I know last <laughs> night, my, uh, my, my wife and my, my girls love watching these. They have like three or four doctor shows that they like watching. And so we were watching one of them and this woman came in with, she said, I have this disease and they're like, okay. And they're treating her and she's having issues. And she got her and her boyfriend got married immediately. I mean, when they realized she was going down. And so they're doing, making all these plans. And then the doctor's like, wait a minute, hold on. And they did some more tests and they said, you don't have that disease. You have something else and you're going to have a long life. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with some things, but you're, you're not going to die anytime soon. You've got a, who diagnosed you? And she goes, well, I just did because it was all the symptoms and my dad died of it. So I assumed that I had it. No, you don't. Oh my goodness. And, I mean, completely. And that's the way I feel like the fi whole financial thing is, is, well, this is what I'm, I'm going to assume is going to happen. And then life changes and it's, no, that's not what's going to happen either for shortening the life or lengthening the life or whatever it may be. But these are, we need to start planning ASAP because we don't know what's going to come yep. up. So we've got to have something there. Yep. It, that's exactly true. I mean, a few years ago, my husband got into a motorcycle accident, real life mm -hmm. situation, right? And mm -hmm. that changed immediately how we were going to move forward for the next six months. That's I mean, it exactly still right. has changed what we're doing today because physically now um, he has so much metal in his body that it changes how he acts <laughs> he acts like a robot is that what you're saying because he has so much metal <laughs> are you saying that he no. acts like a robot because he, has... <laughs> like, physically, he can't he can't do as much right um right. and and he can't last as long outside and things like that i mean those day-to-day -day things that we, that we take for granted being healthy mm -hmm. that if something were to just slightly change us what does that look like? Yep. Um, you know, I mean, there are so many different things that I think people don't, um, they just think, oh, it will never happen to me. Right. Kind of like I'm a federal employee and my benefits will take care of me in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> we I just know assume. That that's not always the case. Yep. And, you know, it's, we just don't know what's going to happen. And so we need to plan for, you know, worst case scenario, best case scenario. What does that look like? And then we'll be covered and, you know, maybe make a plan that, you know, uh, I mean, we can't play for every, we can't plan for every situation, but if we can plan for those two different factors, best and worst case scenario, then if we fall somewhere in between, we're going to know exactly what we need to do. Right. And I think, and I think what you said actually is a good segue into the next question. Why don't you read that one and let's, uh, let's talk about this. 
Okay. Generally speaking, is the FERS retirement payout sufficient to pay for continued federal health benefits? I don't know. Yeah. It, it depends. You're right. You're right. You don't know because here, here's another great example of things change. Um, mm -hmm. In the workshops, I talk about, you know, we give an example and as an example employee gets $26,000 of pension each year. But but I say, okay, now you realize, although that's what the number says, that isn't actually what you get. And then we start going out and, right. and talking about that's what you get. But then you take away this, you take away this. And then all of a sudden people start realizing that, oh my heck, at some point, I'm going to have more deductions than I am going to have pension. And, and mm -hmm. how does that work? And that completely, and that's a complete change. I mean, you know, before we were talking about health changing, this is a, this is a money change, although nothing really changed in your life. It had, it, it, the whole money situation changes at that point. And so there could be a time when you're actually, although FEHB is taken out of your pension, that you may have to start paying for your FEHB out of your pocket. Because it may, it, the deductions may be more than what you get in your pension. Have you seen that in some of the reports or some of the things that you've dealt with? Yeah. Um, actually, there's a few times where um, people have a negative net because of their starting family off. elections. Starting off because of their family <laughs> elections and their FEA premium on top of what their pension is. Because... Think about it. If somebody is retiring at 62 with five years of service or 10 years of service, is that high three? If the high three is not high enough, then it's not covering those deductions right. depending on what those elections are. And if you're 62, who knows if you qualify for certain, you know, life insurance policies or what have you outside of finally yep. at that time. I mean, I dealt with folks who are, you know, 50 and 55 and can't qualify for um, other life insurance products outside of Fegley. And so I think people, again, they take that for granted when they're younger and they think, oh, the government's going to take care of me while I'm retired. And they don't think about, yes, they will, but it's still going to be at a cost. Like they're not providing these benefits for free. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You still have to pay for them. And, it, you know, then we need to look at also, though, what are the other expenses that we have as well? I mean, not just the federal benefits. And right. what other income sources do we have, mm -hmm. right, that we can tap into? Um, maybe we have to start collecting Social Security at 62 rather than waiting till 65 or 67 because financially our pension isn't enough to cover now, our other expenses. Okay, I want I want everyone to understand this. I want everyone to understand exactly what Cassie is saying. Please understand that there are circumstances where starting off your pension, it is possible for your pension not to pay for everything and you will actually have to pay out of pocket for some of the things you need starting from the very beginning. Cassie, no one thinks about this. 
No one no. has a clue that this might ever happen to them, which is why it is so important to understand this way before you go in. Because I, I cannot imagine the reaction of a federal employee who is all excited about retiring, retires, and then realizes they don't get their pension, but they have to pay out to get what they need. That That is a completely mm -hmm. different set up that is a different life than what they thought they were going to have for the rest of their life at that point. Right. And to go back to the previous scenario where they have chronic health issues or something, right. if in an FEHB plan where they're paying more for the plan because it's covering more in their region or their whatever, right? They pick the uh -huh. best plan that works for what they need for those chronic health issues and their prescriptions and all of these other things, right? Um, but then they get to retirement and they realize my pension isn't going to be enough to cover my FEHB premium. I have to select a different plan or a, a lower plan coverage, but then you're paying more out of pocket. And what does that look like? Right. Right? Right. How are we gonna juggle these different financial situations? If you have to pick a lesser plan, um, or a different plan that has lesser coverage, rather. Um, does that mean you're, you know, how much more are you paying out of pocket for that mm -hmm. coverage that you need or those prescriptions that you need? Mm -hmm. um, what's the difference? And is it worth it to even do that? Right. Right. Like there are right. so many different scenarios. And these are the types of topics that uh, financial advisors in our trusted network will talk with people about. I don't know how many times I've been on the phone with those advisors and I'm talking to them about how TRICARE coordinates with FEHB or how, you know, what is the difference between a self plus one and a self only option or a self and family and self plus one option? Mm. And why is their premium $500 a month? How can an FEHB premium be $500 a month? You know, and then, oh, well, they're on an HMO plan rather than this plan. And, and they don't realize that it depends on the type of plan and coverage that an employee needs. And so they really have to distill down on, okay, if an employee is in a situation where their balance or their pension is negative, even if they get rid of their fagley, you know, because they're trying to get as much of their pension as possible, who isn't, mm -hmm. then they need to look at possibly switching their FEHB plan. What are the different considerations that they need to be looking at? Right. And these financial advisors are on the phone with me to ask me that. So that way they can go back to um, the employee and really distill down, even though they're not making anything off of it because they're not, you know, covering health benefits or, or even, you know, entering people into these policies because they have coverage with FEHB. It's just a simply an educational conversation of how we can maximize somebody's pension and get them what they need. So that way they're not having to deal with, you know, a negative pension balance or owing the government money because who wants to do that in For retirement? The rest of your life. Right. And they're taking a look at, okay, what are all of these different factors that come into play here? And how do we put all these pieces of, of the puzzle together so that way we can help the employee have the best of their retirement? Because that's our ultimate goal. That's... So... Yeah, the issue, I just keep thinking, you know, we've only hit two questions. We we have just a couple minutes for the last question. Um, but 
things that people just don't think about. Now, this next question is different because people do think about this one, but the, the two questions we've had so far, people don't think about or don't consider typically <laughs> until it happens. And then you're, and then it's panic mode trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Let's skip the panic mode. Let's skip that and just be solid on what we're going to do ahead of time rather than trying to do it at the last minute. Oh, boy, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I teach this to my, I teach that to my kids all the time. Be prepared, right? Be prepared for anything that comes along the lines. You know, if you want this in the future, make sure that you're set up to get there, not just assume that it's going to happen. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, but, but I, and I will have to say, I don't, I don't think it's so much a factor of federal employees. I, I uh, you know, you darn federal employees, how can you do this? I think it's more of a factor of the culture within the federal government is the government's going to take care of you and that's what they go by. And, and we have to realize mm -hmm. that, that that isn't quite true, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's see. Should I seek to pay off my home mortgage before retirement? Yep. That's I a great don't know. question. Right. <laughs> How much do you owe? Um, are you going to downsize? Sell your house and downsize. Yep. Right. You may not want to pay, pay off the bigger mortgage if you're going to gain enough um, to be able to pay for a house and not have a mortgage. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have enough equity and, and um, profit coming from your your other house. Right. And so I don't know. It yeah. depends. <laughs> it, it really does depend every time. I mean, each one of these questions today, it depends, it depends, it depends. And honestly, to tell you the truth, in the workshop that I do, most of the questions that are asked on the webinar in the Q&A section are, it depends just about every time. Yeah. And and I can understand why. People want to say, what do I do with my, with my mortgage, for example? Mm -hmm. What do I do specifically? Well, Excuse me. well you know, it, it really depends because you're right. I've seen people take out a mortgage in retirement because it is financially better. And so in their situation and, and people think what how can that be well you know according to taxes and all and and write-offs and et cetera et cetera there are circumstances where that happens so everyone has to figure out mm -hmm. their own so again it depends so from that because it depends of course if uh, you would like the report that cassie by the way puts together and she is awesome at putting these things together uh, just go to fendababble.com and get it. Any last words of wisdom here, Cassie? Take action. Yeah. Um, if you are thinking about these questions or if you have pondered, you know, thinking about them yourself, um, or if you know of somebody who is thinking about these questions, you've got to get answers and you got to, it boils down to the numbers and you've got to take a look at what that is for your situation. So please go to fednobabble.com. If you don't have a financial advisor who is working with you regarding your benefits, because you really have to coordinate those with your other products too, uh, to make sure that we're really taking a look at all of these different things and um, getting you again, the best out of your retirement. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, uh, you know, without having somebody to help guide you in, in, in 
planning for those different types of scenarios and um, coordinating your federal benefits. And so, you know, if you are curious about that at all, or again, have somebody who is curious, send them the link. Let's get talking yep. to them. I, um, you know, we're only giving you information or we're only giving your information to one advisor so they can work, work with you. Um, they're versed in the federal benefits. They know what they're talking about. Um, again, I'm preparing the report for them. And so um, they're able to ask whatever questions they want. And, you know, we're digging into um, different scenarios or, or different benefits that um, people might have questions on and just getting them the best um, information so that way they can really do that planning and for themselves. And, you know, you owe it to yourself. I mean, we plan for um, living during our working career and everything else, right? We plan for our family, we plan on the house and we plan all of our finances then. Why don't we plan for retirement? And I think this is one of the things that is just isn't taking um, seriously very often. So take hold of your retirement and do some planning. Good, act, just go act, good. All right, That's thanks right. Cassie, <laughs> appreciate it. Talk to everyone next time, have a good one yeah. and uh, see you on the next episode next week. See you then. If it goes, and it goes now, 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 I don't To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.